The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome. I'm a little busy this morning because I'm playing Math Dragons from Osmo. This is Secrets of the Dragon edition. We're going to play this a little bit later on. Uh, so I'm a little distracted. But first of all, let me say happy Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate Hanukkah. Let me also say happy Cyber Monday for those of you who celebrate Cyber Monday. Uh, and one of the reasons why we're showing Osmo today is because there's a special today because it is Cyber Monday. If you're thinking about getting your kids an Osmo, today is really the day to do it. And let me just tell you, it's one of our favorite toys um, because it's so educational. That's why we gave it an educational award. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about that and a couple of other toys later on today. But let me start, I already started, but let me go back and say that I'm Shannon Penrod. So grateful to be here with you this morning. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving, those of you who celebrate here in the United States. We had a couple of days off. We're, we're back. We're uh, refreshed. Uh, and Kandim, what are you upset with? Tell us what you're upset with. You wrote in that you're upset. What are you upset with? And let's see if we can't help you with whatever that is, which reminds me that this whole show active. We're here with you live. It is the 29th of November in 2021. And so if you're watching us live, we hope that you'll write in, tell us where you're watching from, what country, you don't have to tell us your address, just tell us like where in the world, what's the closest major city. We like to know where you're watching from, but also we want you to write in and tell us your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your concerns, because this show truly is meant to be interactive. Our whole goal here, our mission is to be, um, a show that provides information and inspiration. That's really uh, what we're here about. Kandim, I'm so glad that you're here with this morning because um, I, I feel you, you're in London. And she, uh, the Kandim wrote in and said, I found out my daughter has ASD, uh, GDD, OCD, and ADH. I think that's supposed to be a D there. The only one on that list that I am not familiar with is GDD. So let us know what that stands for. But I'm glad you came here, Kandim, because um, there's so much hope that we're going to fill your backpack with at some point um, during today's show about the fact that, um, you know, that's my story. My son was diagnosed with ASD. Um, he, um, and she's six. That's, that's what I was just about to ask. So my son was diagnosed with autism. He was never diagnosed with ADHD because at that time they didn't diagnose autism with ADHD. It was one or the other, which we all know, you know, sometimes they go hand in hand. Um, otherwise, oh, global development delay. Thank you. I do know what that is. Um, so, well, here's the thing. Um, you've gotten a diagnosis that is not going to define you or your child. It's just not. And that there are a whole bunch of people who are going to tell you, oh, well, it means this or it means that. And at six, I got to be honest with you, nobody knows for sure what that means. But I can tell you that there are ways of teaching your daughter that will help her no matter what her final goal is going to be, no matter where she ends up, there's a whole lot of progress that can be made, right? And it's different for all children. 
uh, what the progress is, but there is help and there is hope. I, I don't think I know. My son was diagnosed earlier. I'm going to be honest. He was diagnosed at two and a half, but he was completely nonverbal at that point. He had been speaking, then was completely nonverbal. My son is, in, is 18. He's directly above me right now taking his college public speaking class because they're still doing it online. Explain that to me. Um, but, you know, and he's very verbal, very vocal, and got into college into a prestigious screenwriting program. This was a kiddo that first they said he wouldn't talk, then he said he wouldn't write. And he got into a screenwriting program for college. So it's it's not game over, as our friend Lisa Ackerman says at Taka. Uh, and we'll give you Taka's address so you can check her stuff out. But it's not game over, it's game on. So now she is exactly who she was before you got the diagnosis. Exactly who she was. She's still your little girl. You still love her. And uh, she's amazing. Right. But now we know more about what she needs for help and to assist her to be all that she can be. And that really is what the focus is going to be for the rest of your life. And you know what? It's I won't say that it's no different than people who have children who are neurotypical. Right. But but the truth is, that's what we all wish for all of our kids. Right. It just means that your pathway is going to look a little bit different than theirs, but it's okay. Cause you're on this pathway with a bunch of us, me included, and we're doing okay. And it really is okay. And you're going to meet really great people on this journey and she's going to have incredible things happen to her. And here's the other thing that you're going to discover is that there's a whole lot of people who move through the world and don't have any idea how great they have it. They just don't know. And they take things for granted. And their kiddo just talks and they're like, yeah, my kiddo's talking now. And their kiddo just gets potty trained and they're like, ah, you know, um, that, you know, it's no big deal. It's not this big, big thing. I will tell you that one of the things that you're going to learn first is how to celebrate and celebrate big. Because every single time she learns how to do something, you're going to blow the roof off your house and you're going to celebrate. And I know that on a day like today, when you're in the grief and you're entitled to the grief, mama. I don't actually know that you're mama. Uh, I, I, you might be dad. Uh, but you're entitled to the grief of what you thought your life was going to be, what you thought her life was going to be. But let me tell you something. You have no idea. You have no idea. She might, you know, there are so many stories that I could tell you that would inspire you beyond belief. Um, and there are books that are out there of people that have had inspiring stories. You have no idea. But I see that you say that you love her so much and no one gets it. The truth is no one really can get it. But there are a bunch of us. There's a whole community of us who have akin stories. So we can't know completely what you're going through, but we know enough to be able to hold you in our hands and in our hearts and pull you close and say, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. She's going to be okay. And we're all going to get there um, together. Uh, she can't talk English, but she can speak what she speaks different languages. Or are you talking that she speaks gibberish? Cause either is a possibility, uh, right. That some of our kids, uh, can speak in four, you know, to six different languages better than any of us. And we went to school for it. Right. Um, but some of our kids only speak in gibberish. They have their own language. So tell me which one, um, I'm going back to see, um, okay. So she's, uh, I'm, I'm seeing here. Um, uh, 
Okay. She can't talk English, but she can talk anything. Uh, I have my nine-year-old. Please explain it's not her fault. Okay. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So the nine-year-old is having some difficulties understanding why the six-year-old can't do some of the things that she would expect a six-year-old to do. We've all been there through this with kiddos, uh, whether they're siblings or friends. I had one dear friend that her son was a couple of years older than my son. And he would just say to me, he said, I don't understand it. I don't understand why he's not, I ask him a question and he doesn't talk back to me. And the way that I explain this to kiddos, if your nine-year-old is old enough to understand computers, ask your nine-year-old, do they know the difference between a Mac and a PC? Now, if they're old enough so that they know the difference, then this analogy works well. If they're younger than that, then I change, I take them to a dog park. Um, for really little kids, I take them to a dog park and I go, oh, what kind of dog is that? And what kind of dog is that? And and what color is that dog? And is that dog a big dog or a little dog, right? And if you can't get to a dog park, I get out the book, Go Dog Go, and say, you know, point to the red dog and point to the yellow dog. Um, now, what does the red dog like? The red dog likes this, the yellow dog likes this. They're all dogs. They're just different. And this dog is big and it barks a lot. And this dog is little and doesn't bark a lot, right? I take it there. But if they're old enough to understand computers, I think that this analogy works better. That you say to them, what's the difference between a Mac and a PC? What can a Mac do? What can a PC do? And if they're old enough to start to know finesse, they'll understand that, you know, if you're going to edit video, which one should you use for a Mac or a PC? Well, the truth of the matter is that it used to be that everybody would say, oh, edit on a Mac. You always want to edit on a Mac. The Mac does it better. The Mac processes things and does it better. But then, you know what happened? The PC learned how to add an app and now you can edit video on either one. But they process things in a different way. They both will get there and they get there in different ways and the end result is a little bit different, but they both can get there. So we want to explain to the nine-year-old that your six-year-old sister, you could decide whatever you want. You can say to the nine-year-old, so you're a PC and she's a Mac. And sometimes we have to put in an app for them to be able to understand each other and do what it, so we're going to give your six-year-old apps. We're going to give her things that help her translate but we're also going to give the nine-year-old things for them to be able to translate to understand their sister. You're going to get there. You will get there. I'm, I'm already crying and I'm spending my makeup everywhere. Um, so, uh, okay. So she's hitting him and biting him. So that's part of the problem. Uh, okay. So the nine-year-old's on the spectrum too. All right. Well, first of all, we're giving you hugs because that's a lot. And you know, there's a t-shirt out there that says, if you think that my hands are full, you should see my heart. So I'm just going to say that I know that your hands are full, but so is your heart. So you need some help and support. Uh, yes, you can have a live chat with me. We'll figure that out for you to do that separately. But you need to get some help for the six-year-old because she's hitting and biting, not because she has autism. She's hitting and biting because she can't communicate what she needs. Now that's a byproduct of autism, but it is not part of the autism diagnosis that she will hit and bite. As soon as we give her a way to communicate what she wants, she will stop hitting and biting him. Yeah. So that's what we have to focus on. And I know that your heart is broken right now, but I'm going to tell you that you're going to be okay. 
and they're going to be okay, both of them. But you need some help and support. Now, unfortunately, in London, you don't have as much help and support as I'd like for you to have, but let's figure it out. So here's my email, and I want you to write to me, and then you and I are going to get together and chat. How's that? So Shannon at autism-live.com, okay? And then we're going we're gonna to help you to figure some things out that you can be doing um, to get yourself some help and then to get both of your kids some help. Um, and Parker has written in and said, if there is a same interest, um, involved, get them to talk about that, that worked for me as a child with a neurotypical younger sister. And sometimes even before you get to talking about it, we're going to get to experiencing it because if you can do something that they both like and have an opportunity for both of them to participate, I think Parker is absolutely right. We're going to find common ground. Um, and then work out from there. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Jas- Jasper had written in something too. Uh, I stress about my daughter going to middle school and making the right choices. She's in grade four right now. You, and you know what I'm going to say to you is that, oh, we are, we are cut from the same bolt of cloth that when my son was in first grade, I started worrying about middle school. And when he was in sixth grade, I started worrying about high school. Here's the good thing about that is that you're going to start to know, to plan, to get to where you're going to be, but it's, it's like making a list and knowing it's all going to be taken care of. So instead of worrying about it, get into action and start touring middle schools. And when they say your child is only in fourth grade, why are you touring middle schools right now? You go, I'm really on it. And that will help to appease your anxiety because when you find the right place, you'll know that's where we're going. And it's okay to do that. I picked my son's high school when he was in fifth grade, uh, sixth grade. I picked his high school. Uh, but believe me, I stressed about middle school. And talk to yourself. And we're, it's funny because we're going to do jargon and it's, it has something to do with it. Talk to yourself about it so that you go, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Right? Uh, all right. I got to get to the jargon and then we'll come back to the the questions and and we'll continue with this. But Let me remind you that if you're watching us live right now, you might be watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, or about 10 other places. I don't know whether Trayvon and I got so busy talking. Uh, I don't know whether you showed some of them, but uh, he'll put them on the screen for you guys where you can be watching the live show, but also where you can find the free podcast. We are the number one rated podcast worldwide for autism. And isn't that an amazing thing? And that's all because of you guys, because you like us, you share us, you let other people know about us. We don't spend money on marketing, you guys. So it's really helpful when you like us, share us, throw us a heart, man. It shows other people, it moves us up in the thing. So uh, do whatever you can because we're not we we don't want to charge you anything ever. So watch us wherever you can. We really love it. If you have the opportunity, we you know what really makes us gazanga is if you review us on iTunes, because it literally makes a difference. It moves up uh, where our little button is, and more people get to see us, and that's really the key that we want here. More people part of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so there's all of that. I do like to remind you at the start of the show that we have lots lots of experts that we feature on the show. And I am not one of those experts. I am in your corner. I'm a mom. I'm a former teacher. I am, you know, I said I have an 18 year old who was diagnosed at the age of two and a half. So I, I, 
I've walked this path with a lot of different people and I've heard from a lot of parents and I've interviewed a lot of experts, but that doesn't make me an expert. What it makes me is somebody who truly cares about you and I have lots of information. Let's say that. Uh, I, and I have an informed opinion, which I share too freely, <laughs> working on that. Uh, and today we really, we started the Festival of Toys a week ago, but we're really kicking off the Festival of Toys today. And I will say this, I know a thing or three about toys and how to play with kiddos on the spectrum. And when I say kiddos, I mean adults also, and even senior citizens. It's, it's a particular area of interest to me is how to use play as an educational tool. And oh man, are we going to hit that hard today? Uh, so all of that. All right, let's move on to the jargon so we can come back to questions and I can show you some incredible toys today. So we do the jargon of the day, and this is so we can take on one word, one phrase, one acronym and figure out what in the Hey Nani Nani are the experts talking about and what does this actually have to do with us? I'm a big fan of taking words and looking them up in the dictionary to see what they actually mean. Now, when we do this jargon of the day, we, we take the word, the phrase, the acronym, and we find an expert definition, usually online. And then we give that to you. And then often we poke fun at it because, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. And that's about the only place we can start with some of these terms because they're so convoluted, right? Then we give you a working definition and I try to give you like a, a experiential story to go with it so that it makes some amount of sense. But you got to cut yourself some slack. If you don't get it the first time, don't beat yourself up. That was most of us. But we go back through these terms and we have a whole playlist on our YouTube channel that's just jargon. And you can go back and watch it. And what you'll see is that over time, when you start to experience some of these things, you go, oh, that's that thing. Well, now I understand what she was talking about, or I understand what that expert was talking about. You know what? That's actually pretty important to me. I'm glad I know what that thing is. And hopefully the whole reason why we do this is to save you eventually time, money, and energy, because the jargon does help get things done when you understand it. But if you don't understand it, it's, you know, somebody might as well be speaking a foreign language. All right. So today's jargon term and Trayvon informed me this morning that we've never in 10 years, we've been on the air. We have never done this term before, which is cuckoo, just cuckoo that we haven't done this because it's everything. So take a look uh, at today's jargon term is self-regulation. And honestly, this is a big part of the big picture. So let's take a look at what our actual definition for self-regulation is. And I believe that this is coming to us from the AP Dictionary of Psychology. It's not the worst definition. Uh, it's the control of one's behavior through the use of self-monitoring, keeping a record of behavior, self-evaluation, assessing the information obtained during the self-monitoring, and self-reinforcement reinforcing oneself for appropriate behavior or for attaining a goal. Self-regulatory processes are stressed in behavior therapy. Now, take a look at all that. Is that what you would have thought self-regulation was? Because it's not, I was surprised by this. I was surprised by the fact that there are like all these different dimensions to self-regulation that I hadn't thought about. 
And often when we think about self-regulation, I, as a former teacher, think about a kid's ability to keep it together and stay in the task, right? But I don't think as a teacher, I ever thought about all these different steps to it. Now, as a parent of an individual who was diagnosed on the spectrum, I had to go through all of these things with him as a learning thing. But even today, as I was looking back through it, I was like, you know, this is something we all need to work on, right? Um, And I was able to see part of where I personally fall apart with self-regulation. So I found this very edifying this morning. Let's take a look at what our working definition is, though, and see if we can't take this down a notch. So so self-regulation is noticing what you're feeling and wanting understanding what you are feeling and wanting and having the ability and tools to change what you're feeling and successfully setting goals to get what you want. And it's additionally being able to reward yourself for the appropriate behavior. And I didn't realize that I'd sent the rest of that. Uh, Those were my notes, uh, Traven, but I'm kind of glad that you put them there because, so the first part in the real definition was self-monitoring. So that's your ability to be able to look at yourself and go, what am I feeling right now? The other day, I was a mess, like I was just a total mess. And and I had to stop and ask myself, what is my problem? And I was like, you know, you haven't had enough sleep, woman. You're tired. You should go to bed. It was like two o'clock in the morning and I had not gone to bed. But, you know, if we don't stop for a second and say, what's going on? How am I feeling? Checking in with ourselves and going, am I stressed? Because, you know, we notice when we're at an 11, right? But if we had the ability to notice when we're at a four, could we head the 11 off at the pass? This is what we want to teach ourselves. And then ultimately, it's what we want to be able to teach the individuals that we love on the spectrum. But you know what? You can't give away something you don't have yourself, right? So being able to self-monitor ourselves, being able to, you know, check where am I at um, and how, and the recording of, so, you know, if I stay up late, how do I end up feeling two days later, right? Being able to recognize, oh, you know what, when I eat this, when I do this, when I am this way, when I allow myself to work too much, I fill in the blank fall apart, get cranky, get hangry, you know, and could I do make a different choice? Could I call a stop to this and, you know, intervene earlier so that I had it off at the pass? Because that's exactly what we want to do with our kiddos. So I love this self-instruction, which is the self-talk. We talked about this the other day. I was saying about how the waiter that I worked with, that he would talk to himself out loud when he was waiting tables and go, go, Rabbi, go, go. And I still do that when I'm having to do things. Uh, Like, how do we talk to ourselves? And is it positive self-talk or is it negative? What I loved about Robbie's thing and the reason why I adopted it was because go, Rabbi, go was positive. It was like, you can do it, Robbie, right? Instead of saying, you're a piece of, you know what? you can't do this. Why did you think you could do this? You never should have done this, right? Because that's not helpful, right? So what our self-talk and what are we teaching the people that we love to do for self-talk? But then I never thought about this before, but self-regulation is about goal setting. 
If I'm truly, look at the one on top. If I'm truly figuring out how do I feel and what do I want? If I decide that I want something, then I can set a goal to get it. Now we get into executive functions here, right? The rest of it, the top part of it is cognition. If you're wanting to look about how do I build these skills, the top part is cognition, but then turning it into goal setting is executive functions. And then here's the keys to the kingdom, kids. We talk about this all the time, reinforcement. Are we taking the time once we do something and accomplish something to give ourselves some self-reinforcement? And I'm going to raise my hand and go, nope, I forget. And you know what I do as a result of not having self-reinforcement for myself? I find something in the immediacy that isn't really good for me. Like it becomes, well, I get to eat this because I don't have something better planned. It's forcing, sure. Uh, but is it what I, is it what I really want? Cause then I got beat myself up at, we shouldn't be beating ourselves up over reinforcement. Yeah. So a pretty incredible list of self-regulation and what I feel like is that reading that forced me, cause I want, I, you know, when I, when I was younger, when my son was younger, what I really wanted was for him to be able to self-regulate himself. So we taught all of this to him. Guess who self-regulates like a champ? My son. Guess who is not as good? <laughs> Moi. Um, but here's, but looking at that list, I can see where I fall apart. Uh, that I don't stop enough to check in. Uh, and that my goal setting falls off because of that. And I don't do the self-reinforcement the way that I should the way that it would really reinforce the behavior. Because remember, it's it's not reinforcing unless it makes the behavior happen more often. And if I eat something instead of doing something that's actually reinforcing, then it doesn't make me want to do the behavior more. Uh, so self-regulation, a really important skill. But if we're wanting someone that we love to be better at self-regulation, start with ourselves. I think that that is key and I'm going to work on that today. Let's move on to our question of the day. I see you guys are writing in a bunch of things. I'm going to get to them in just a second here. And we are going to talk about some toys today. Uh, Our question today is what's your favorite board game? Uh, So I'd love it if you guys tell us what your favorite board game is. I'm going to be featuring one of my favorite board games in just a few minutes. That's out from Hasbro. Uh, it's an oldie but a goodie award in our toy guide, which is uh, up and available right now. If And our new website has launched. If you go to autismnetwork.com, you will find the toy guide. I know that they were working over the weekend. There was a problem and they were trying to get it up on Autism Live too, but it wasn't. Uh, I think that it is now, but I don't know that for sure. If you want to look at last year's toy guide, you I think you can still go to autism-live.com, kick, click on the toy guide. But I really want to encourage you to go and look at this year's toy guide. Go to autismnetwork.com and click on toy guide at the top. Plus, start to check out our new website. It's a work in progress, but we'd love to hear about, because it is a work in progress, we'd love to hear what you'd like more of. If there is something that isn't working, we count on you guys to tell us because we don't have 
a staff of testers. So there's still a lot to be decided. We, we're not even 100% sure of the colors, but the colors are there for now. Uh, take a look and see what you guys think of it, okay? Uh, so uh, autismnetwork.com, because you know, I is now part of the Autism Network. And we're going to be bringing you guys new uh, a new show in the new year that we're really excited about. Okay, so I'll tell you my favorite board game in a second, but we're going to move on to our topic of the week. And da, 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 da. Uh, I'm just thinking about what my all-time favorite board game is, and I'll tell you that too in a second. Uh, so our topic this week is staying sane during the holidays, which, if you think about it, is really about self-regulation. It really is. Uh, because the thing that I ask people all the time is what makes it feel like the holidays to you? I love Hallmark movies. I love Hallmark movies. And I love that they're in, it, there's one division of Hallmark movies where everybody makes fun of the fact that it's like in every single movie, they're gonna, there's going to be a snowball fight. In every single movie, they're going to go ice skating. In every single movie, they're going to do, you know, go to the tree lot and cut down the tree, right? And people make fun of that. I love it because it's something to hang on to. Now, um, is it a little crazy? Does everybody do all of those things for the holidays? No. Um, but you know what it covers is that some people like to go ice skating and some people like to do the hot cocoa thing and some people like to decorate the tree. So there's a little bit of that in there for everybody. My thing to you is don't be like a Hallmark movie. Instead, edit. Which, which of like make a list of things that are holiday and say to yourself, what makes me feel the most holiday? And then make a plan to do that thing. If other things happen, great. But if there's one thing that really makes it feel like the holidays, then do that. I know I started decorating yesterday and that was some restraint for me that I, I, I decorate. My husband's birthday is always right around Thanksgiving and he doesn't always like it to be decorated for Christmas for his birthday. So I had to wait. His birthday was Saturday. So yesterday I started decorating for Christmas, but I really scaled it back this year and said, what are the most important decorations for me this year? And what is less important? Cause I just, want to spend my time in a different way. Um, so everything but the tree is up now and that's making me really happy. And I didn't go crazy. I, I, I just, you know, put up the things that I really cared about. Uh, and that, so that I get to, cause what my thing is, is I like to sit in the house and enjoy the tree and have my Hallmark movies on and be relaxing. And if I'm decorating the whole month, I can't, I can't be relaxing. So what is your favorite thing about the holidays and do we have a plan in place? Do we have a date scheduled for you to do that? And is there a plan in place? Uh, write in and tell me if you have the plan in place. Okay. So I want to go through, uh, some of the things that you guys are asking, and then I'm going to show you this Osmo because it is cyber Monday and Osmo is on sale today. A really great, great, great price. I'm going back up into the beginning here. Uh, Sammy says, hello, do you know any autism kids who draw and write books? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Uh, so there is a wonderful young man and his last name is Miller. And I can't think, is it Michael Miller? Um, who writes the books Handum. 
And, and he, it's, you know how you make the turkey hand print? Well, he has a whole, uh, there's a couple of books now about handum. Uh, he is on the spectrum and um, they're all about this community of people of hands that are super fun and fabulous. Uh, also, and he's been on the show before with his mom. And uh, they've been featured in not, I don't think last year's toy guide, but maybe the toy guide before Danny Bowman is a wonderful artist who is on the spectrum. She actually teaches animation now, but she has several books that are out that you can search her Danny D A N I Bowman. And then also we have featured of late rainbow Mosho, who is a wonderful, talented young actress her book, Balloons, is featured in this year's Toy Guide. So, uh, and it's about, it's from the, the perspective of a 13-year-old on the spectrum, and it's about OCD. So we're really recommending that this year uh, to be on your holiday list. And so you can find that by going to uh, our Toy Guide. And at the bottom of each toy, that's at autismnetwork.com. At the bottom of each toy guide is a place that says click here. If you click there, that should take you directly to a site where you can order the, the item. We do not get a kickback. We do not get anything from that at all. I just want to make that clear. Um, but you guys asked for that for navigation. So I hope you enjoy those. Um, and uh, Sammy says, my daughter is 10 years old and she does. She wants to, uh, not, wants to know if others do as well. And she's minimally verbal. Sammy, you know, send us over an example of what she does. We, we always love those stories. Uh, Parker says, one question I've been having recently is that the holidays are around the corner. We finally are having a holiday party. I'm very excited for you. I'm nervous about messing up and it being the first holiday gathering since before COVID. It's really stressing me out. And Parker, I'm right there with you. Uh, listen, I, uh, I have a dear friend who said recently she went to a dinner party with a group of friends and everyone there was having trouble. They were having trouble deciding where they were going to go to have dinner whether they were going to walk or whether they were going to go buy a cab. And then finally she said, you know what? I forgot how to people. I, I, I forgot how to do this, that it's a dance and that there's, you know, you, there's a lot to be taken into consideration when you're with other people and we're out of practice. Um, and I, someone that I know and love, we went to a gathering and afterwards they said, boy, I really got to brush up on my small talk. I'm not, I'm not as good at it as I used to be. And I certainly have had moments when I'm out where I have a little bit of anxiety where I'm like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I feel myself escalating up. But this is where that self-regulation comes into play and that we can be kind to ourselves and say, okay, this is my first time going out. So what's my, what's my prep going to be? I'm going to notice how I'm feeling, right? And here are the tools that I'm going to prepare for myself. Like I'm going to practice saying, would you excuse me for just a minute and going to the restroom and taking deep breaths, right? Or I'm going to practice having like five topics and talk about with people. 
uh, you know, there's that joke that people always say, how about those Dodgers or whatever your baseball team is, right? Uh, except that I don't know anything about baseball. So I can't say one of those things. But I like to think to myself, a little cheat sheet about, like, what are some safe topics? And usually the best thing to do is ask someone a question. So how are you doing? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, or, or, or having a question that you ask everyone, like, what's what was your favorite thing that you did during COVID? Or what's your, if you don't want to talk about COVID, what's your favorite thing you're going to do this holiday season? Right? And and people appreciate that because they're having a hard time thinking of what to say too. But I think, Parker, you want to make sure that you give yourself an out, that if you start to, if we think about that on that self-regulation scale of one to 10, and if you start to feel a two that there, that you go and get yourself something to drink, right? If you're feeling a four that you excuse yourself and you go and take some breaths in the restroom, right? If you start to feel a six that you have someone at the party that you can go to and say, can we go outside and talk for a minute? Cause I'm feeling anxious. And that before you get to an eight that, you know, if you have to, that you excuse yourself to be able to go home. Everybody needs to have an out, right? But I don't think that there's really any way that you can mess it up. You're an amazing person, Parker. And I'm sure that the people who love you love you for who you are. So you're not going to mess it up. Uh, you might have a different experience. You might need different things. But I don't think that that's messing it up. And I really don't want you to think of um, there's a possibility that you could mess up. Does that make sense? I hope you hear me say that. Uh, uh, we want her to publish her, her picture books uh, like her like her speech. It's different. I think that uh, that was from Sammy. I think um, you might want to reach out to uh, Rainbow Mosho and uh, it's the, their website is uh, Autism Kingdom. And uh, you would probably get along really well with Yadira Calderon, who's Rainbow's mom. Um, who has gone through the process of starting to publish Rainbow's books. You might make good friends. Um, hello, I, I love your show. Been watching for years. My question is, do you, oh, this was the writing kids. Uh, my daughter is, I didn't see the top part of that. It's jumping around. Sorry. Uh, can you help us with resources and advice as to how and what to do with it? We already published the Kindle version. We will publish hard copies soon. We want to promote autism awareness uh, with her books as well. I would definitely reach out to Yadira. I'm sure that uh, she's an amazing, amazing mom. And she would be a wonderful resource for you uh, of how to do that. Because her daughter has been doing that. Um, so I hope that you will do that. Uh, okay, moving forward here a little bit. Hello. I'm so happy to see Met. Met Mevdkan. Uh, wonderful. Okay. And thank you, Traven, for putting autism happy kingdom. That's what it is. Dot com in, into the chat for everyone. Okay. I'm going to pause for just a second to show you some you guys, some toys, but you can keep the questions, uh, coming in because we like that. So I mentioned that it is my box is over there, but um, it is Cyber Monday right now, and uh, 
I looked at our toy guide and, and saw that many of the toys will be featured and on sale and we're on sale for Black Friday. But there's one today that has a, a substantial savings if you get it today, and that's Osmo. And we love Osmo. If you're not familiar with Osmo and what their products are, let me just tell you, uh, this is really amazing. You know, if, if you love toys, then you know that um, I've always said, why don't we make educational things fun, right? Uh, why can't it be both, right? And, and you know that there are a bunch of toy companies, some of whom are featured in our toy guide, like Leapfrog and VTech and Play School, that really are good at that, that early educational toy experience. And VTech and Leapfrog kind of made it leap into the technology stuff. But I'll tell you what, Osmo does the older stuff in a way that nobody else has found a way to do. Cause it's, it's fun to have our kids, uh, you know, touch buttons and have it do electronically, but then eventually our kids get into tablets because we love our tablets. We love our smartphones, which are like a form of tablets. They get into those. So Osmo has perfected how to turn your tablet, uh, whether it's a fire tablet or it's an iPad tablet into an amazing educational experience. Now, I was not a math kid. I was a tell the story kid. Uh, you know, I was the experiential kid. I didn't really get math. Math is still hard for me. And I said this the other day, that if I had this, I don't know. Maybe I would have been an astronaut. I just don't even know. Uh, so this, this is amazing. Now there's a whole new line this year. They've had a whole creative uh, thing with Osmo that you could you could do things with and oh their creativity packs there's so many things to choose from uh, so the math section is is re relatively new and the things that they have are blow your mind but go to Osmo see what's right and best for your child and their age group right I picked this because honestly if if you are a parent who's done any homeschooling or done any distance learning then your kiddo is probably behind in math skills. Uh, because the school just wasn't being very helpful, right? Uh, so, and when I say homeschooling, I mean that you're distance learning. Those of you who homeschool probably have a, a much better program. I don't mean to diss at all on homeschooling at all. But if you, a lot of what people found last year and the year before the, is that they got stuck with the math worksheet for their kids to do, and they were supposed to really teach it to them. And a lot of us were up a tree, Right. Um, well, when my son, even when my son was younger and he was going to school and having that direct instruction, he would come home with the homework and I would go, I don't know how to do this. The only thing that helped me then was Khan Academy. Khan Academy has some great videos, but that was just to put a patch on it because the teacher was learning it. But when you have to do the teaching, it's a whole other thing. Osmo, Osmo, Osmo. If your child is struggling with math skills, what this does is it takes and makes it experiential. So I've got my iPad set up here and I've got my Osmo on the base and I've got my reflector on the top. This comes separately from this box. You have to buy the base. That is one um, thing and it comes with a reflector. And once you have that, 
then you can go and, and purchase any of the Osmo family toys to be able to do them with it. And this, this reflector thing is the key to the whole thing, because what it does is it takes whatever is happening on the iPad and it creates a space in front of the iPad where you can set something down in front of it and have it interact. And so the games that, it, that uh, they do, sometimes they have, well, so this is, this is the Dragon Guidebook, and I'm already throwing things on the floor. Um, so I love how this box, you know I love good packaging. And this is primo packaging, y'all. Because um, it's sturdy, it's nice, it's got a magnet, it stays closed, right? Uh, but so this becomes their math book, and I am throwing pieces everywhere. Not what I wanted to do. Um, but you open up the math book, and it's colorful, and it's fabulous, and it's wonderful. Uh, and there's places for them to interact and do things and write things into it. But then there's part, there's a lesson over here. Um, and it has, uh, it says WD03, on the, it has whatever the page number is. That's going to make sense when I start to do something on the iPad. But in addition to that, with this kit comes... Um, I'm going to take pieces out here to show you. There is uh, this lovely ruler set right? And then I have different rulers here that I'm going to interact with the iPad with one that's centimeters and one that's inches. I don't know if you can see, because when your kids are having to learn math facts, this particular one is about measuring and understanding the length of something. But this, wait till you see. Um, and then I have all these wonderful little pieces here. There's a whole display of pieces here. Um, that are color coded, but they also have things on them. So this is the blue hero sandwich, for instance. Okay. Um, so I've, I've got all these things here and there's also a chart here for the parents really that tells me where, when I want to put it away fast, it's like the cheat sheet for it. Okay. So I have limited space here on my desk working from home. Um, so I'm going to put this slightly over here. No, because it's going to end up going everywhere. I should have arranged another seat before doing this. Obviously, you would do this on the dining room table or on their desk, right? But I've already gone into um, the um, the Dragon uh, Secrets of the Dragon Lair. And I've already played one game on here. Um, but basically they give me these starter, I'm trying to arrange it. They give me these starter places here. And I don't know if you can see the animation is just so beautiful. And it's already said to me that there are dragons hiding. And so I, and I've turned, there's fabulous music that plays, but I'm going to turn, I turned that down. So I clicked on that dragon. Can you see? And now it's showing. Okay. So it's telling me um, that I, I think I want to turn to page five um, or no, is it, I don't know which thing I'm doing here. I haven't done this one before. This is, this is me doing it even as we do it. Uh, I'm going to turn to page five. There it is. And it's the, it, it, so it corresponds with the thing and it's telling me to put the book in front of my iPad. And as soon as I do that, the book interacts with the iPad. I know, shut up. And it becomes this whole thing where I've got a teacher who's here with me. So it's saying that it wants me to measure this dragon. And it wants me to measure it in 
uh, it looks like centimeters. So I'm going to put my uh, thing, I put my measuring thing down and I'm going to measure the dragon. I just don't know whether they want me to measure the middle one or, oh, it was the bottom one. It was the bottom one. No, maybe not. Um, I can, I can measure all three of them. It's just a little bit behind. Okay. So now I'm measuring the little one. See, and it tells me I'm doing the wrong one. So I'm going to measure the middle one here. And you see the tape measure is responding to where I put it. And then, um, there we go. And so I'm going to touch the, I think I touched the the thing saying that it's a, it's about, can you see on the bottom um, that here it says about seven centimeters, but, but once I, I, I covered it for a second. So it's going to look and see, I put my finger right where it is. It corresponds to the eight and it tells me it's about eight centimeters. So I'm going to click my little blue button. Look how happy he is. Isn't that amazing? Now, I don't know what this is. It's giving me this little uh, exclamation point. Oh, I earned a badge. I got a reinforcer. Do you see that? And so it's going to... Uh, oh, and I got another one that I'm a dragon feeder. Oh, look, look at all the badges I got. This is very exciting. I'm going to... And it has these things. I can skip them if I want to, but it has fun facts about dragons. I'm going to skip it. Uh, I have no idea what this is. Oh, these are the badges that I got. I can put them in. Okay. Um, super duper fun. Now, before, the reason why I won the one about feeding dragons is that they asked me to feed one of the dragons. And I don't know if I can get it to do that for me again. Um, let's do this. And this takes me back to the village that I'm in. Let's go here. I don't know if I'm, let's touch him again. Oh, let's feed him. So I found him. Okay. We're going to feed the dragon different foods to see what it likes. Now in my box of things that I got, I have these things that have different colors. Here I have onions. So I'm going to put onions down and see an onion popped up because it interacts with me. And it shows down here that I've got one onion. So I'm going to try what it's teaching me to do is measure the dragon in onions. This teaches flexibility of thinking, but it also teaches me, oh, look, it doesn't quite measure up. It doesn't fill the dragon up because I have left over for this. So it's not the onions. So I'm going to take the onions away and I'm going to try uh, avocados. And I and the avocados are a different length. So I'm going to see, and now I put an avocado up there. See the avocado pop up? Is that not super cool? Oh, two avocados doesn't quite fill up the, the dragon. So I'm going to keep trying until I find, oh, I wonder if one submarine sandwich will fill him up. Nope. There's, look, it's a hot dog. I thought it was a submarine sandwich. One, that's not going to do it. I'm going to go longer. What else have I got here? This, this might be too long. 
It looks like a churro, a chocolate churro. Oh, it's too long. It's way too big. Oh, look, see, he's way too, he's getting mad. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. I gotta go shorter than the churro, but, uh, so I've got an ear of corn. Let's see. Oh my gosh. I think the ear of corn fit perfectly. Look, he's happy. He's happy because I figured it out. And now I'm going to click the button and let him eat it. Stand back. back, It says, and, and he eats it. So imagine, and then and at the very beginning, when I started the uh, the lesson, it asked me. It, there was a there was a screen, and it said, "Hand this to an adult." And it asked me to say where I wanted to start. Do I want the lessons to be easy? Do I want the lessons to be hard? Do I want them to be advanced? So I got to start my child or myself wherever was appropriate. So. Um, and I love Jasper that you asked about what grade levels. So here's the thing. Each one of them is rated for math skills that are um, standards for different age groups. And so there's a full array of them that go, I think, from kindergarten up through sixth grade. So, but the important thing to know is that some kids, for instance, might be in third grade, but they might be working on second grade standards or bigger, more important than that, is your third grader might be struggling in math because they didn't get first grade math standards. So I would always encourage you that during the school year to go back. So make it fun for them. So start with the earliest place where you feel like they might have it. And you might even ask your teacher, like, where, where do we feel like our child's math skills are? If they say they've got first grade math skills, then I would get the one that's first grade to second grade. Um, or start on the earlier version of the third grade, whatever is appropriate. During the summer, I would push it and have them start working on the math skills for the grade they're going into and see where you have difficulties. But it this makes it fun. They don't think, they don't think that they're learning. They think that it's fun. Now there are other games that they can play that are math games, um, within this as well. Um, and that come with the secrets of the dragon, but secrets of the dragon is largely about measuring. Um, and, but they're everything else under the sun and it gets harder as you go through. And as I said, you could set it to start harder and it will prompt you if you're having, did you see when I got it wrong and it said, oops, you're, you're measuring the wrong dragon. So, uh, super fun. I love some Osmo for you. For those of you who have cre- creative kids, really creative kids, they have ones where they can draw on a piece of paper and the, and the iPad recognizes their drawing and then they click a button and Osmo animates what they drew. Stop, stop it now. Uh, they have other ones where they teach fractions. I mean, you guys, it's so good. Osmo, Cyber Monday, get your child one. I'm telling you, um, it'll be hours and hours upon fun. All right, I got to move on because we're about out of time here. I promised that I was going to talk about one of my favorite board games, Clue. 
And we included it this year in our toy guide as one of our oldie, um, goodie, but oldie, oldie, but goodie. That's what I want to say. Uh, I got to move my Osmo stuff out of the way. This particular version of Clue is so fabulous because, you know, now they make Clue in all different kinds and, you know, you can get Seinfeld Clue, um, that kind of thing, right? Anything. They make everything under the sun. Uh, but I love this one because it's the retro version. So this is the 1986, uh, I thought it was 84, the 1986 edition, which would have been prime when I was playing it. So it, it got all the, the artwork and the board looks like it looked like when I was a kid, right? I love this game for a bunch of different reasons. If you've got kids that are a little bit older, this is such a fun game because it involves uh, so much critical thinking. You have to do process of elimination. This is a logic game because process of elimination, you have to figure out who did it in what room. Super duper fun. It's about being able to use inhibition. So when you know something, because you ask to see a card from somebody else and then you mark it down, you have to keep it secret, but you have to not betray on your face when you know who done it. So absolutely love this. But you know what my favorite board game as a child was of all time? It was a game called Careers. It didn't really take off. Um, I have an old, old version of it, but that was my favorite one. It was sort of like life, but it was more about what job you chose. How fitting and appropriate would that be for our kids? I got to see if they have a newer one out for next year's toy guy. But Clue, super fabulous. We love a good old-fashioned board game. This this is time well spent at the dinner table. And uh, and I'm all about game night, you guys. Uh, but here is another oldie but goodie uh, on our category, the Bop It. And also a Hasbro game. If you've never played this before... It is, a lot of people think that this is a solitary game, but it actually can be a social game because you can um, play a version of it where you pass it. So um, the whole thing here is that it's got three separate things. There's a, there's a knob here that you can pull. There's a thing here that you can twist and there is the bop it thing. And it's going to get loud here in a second. Did I turn it on? Oh, is it not going to turn on now? We were playing this the other day. It may be that it's just... Uh, solo. Oh, okay. So now I'm playing solo. So it's going to tell me what to do and I have to bop do it. it. Okay. Uh, so it's going to tell me to bop it and I'm going to try to do this in reverse and see if I can do it. I'm not going to get rid of it. I missed. I missed. Okay. So this is really the thing. And what this does, honestly, we're going to let you go to sleep. What this does is it works on processing speed. That's exactly what it does. It works on processing speed. So I have to hear it. I have to put it through my brain and language to my brain to be able to take the motion to do it. Um, That's a really good thing for our kids to do. Uh, like I, I wanted to put it in this year's toy guide. It'll probably be in next year's toy guide, but the Simon toy, the old Simon toy worked on working memory. So all of these games that are, seem like, you know, they're just not, not that exciting, not that educational really are. So this is working on processing speed. It's a little hard.
also works on because it's so hard is being able to fail and find it fun and funny and not take it personally. So I would encourage you to work on this as a team where you pass it back and forth. And part of what you do when you're working this, working on this with your tween, your teen, or your adult is make sure that you mess up and then laugh about it and go, Oh, I messed up. And you know, so that they see it's okay to mess up that sometimes messing up is part of the fun and really overdo it, overreact and go, oh no, I blew it, right? So that they see it's okay. And part of that is teaching them that we're not always going to get it right. And sometimes the attempt is what the fun is and not the winning. I don't think there's a way to win Bop It. It's about, you know, doing as many as you can and laughing hysterically when you can't do it anymore. So Bop It, another old fashioned, uh, oldie but goodie from Hasbro. We truly, truly love it. So um, I just want to, I want to show the Osmo again. And we picked the Secrets of the Dragon just because we wanted to pick one of the math games. But the fact of the matter is, is they have an entire, what do you want to teach your kiddo? Osmo's got a way to make it interactive. So uh, today's Cyber Monday. If you want one, today's the day to get it. You're going to get it less expensive today than any other day. And we really, truly love them. Uh, hi, Michelle. We're saying hi to you. And Parker, I, I love that you thought it was cute. And believe me, I can't even show you the myriads of things that it will show. Um, and Elizabeth says, my son wants Nico. Is that the robot, Elizabeth? I'm not sure that I know for sure. Uh, okay. So, or Milo, is it Milo that they want? Cause Milo is one of the robots too. I don't know. I'm not sure I know what Miko is. I'll have to look it up. Uh, but I love me some Milo robot too. I love all the robots. Let's be honest. I, Milo breaks my heart though. Whenever I'm someplace and Milo is there I, and I interview Milo and Milo is a, is a robot who looks just like a little boy and he makes little faces. And at some point he cries like a little boy and I can't handle it. I lose my mind. Um, but he always makes me laugh. And what's hysterical is that Milo's, he talks, right? But his speaker is a little bit lower and I've interviewed him. And I start out with the microphone at his uh <laughs> his voice box, but I end up putting it to his face because I feel like I'm having a conversation. I am having a conversation with Milo. I love Milo, but I hate it when they make him cry to demo him. It just breaks my heart. Anyway, you guys, it's just the beginning of the toy guide. Can I tell you two things and then we got to go? One is find the toy guide at uh, autismnetwork.com. Click on toy guide. It's all there. Hopefully by the end of today, it will be on Autism Live as well, because that's, it should be there. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. Uh, but I also want to let you know that the excess of the toys after we demo them, we are going to be giving them away again this year. We are going to be doing a Sensitive Santa event. It is going to be at the Ed Asner Family Center, which is in... Is that Reseda? I think it's in Reseda, California. It's a part of Los Angeles. It's going to be on the night of the 19th, Sunday, or no, during the day. It's not the night. Scratch that. During the day on uh, the 19th 
of December. There will be a sign up soon for you to reserve space to, uh, I believe it's going to be a drive through. So uh, we'll just drive through and pick up some toys and be happy that's coming very soon. But the other thing I want to bring up has to do with the Ed Asner Family Center that this Sunday on the 5th of December, they are doing their It's a Wonderful Life, beautiful broadcast. It is a, a cheaper price than it has ever been for an entire family. I think dollars for you to watch it. Some of the most amazing stars under the sun are going to be there. Whether you think you can watch it or not, if you have $25 to donate, if you don't think that your family is up for watching, donate it for someone else to be able to go. Because what that money does, the whole reason why these Jason Sudeikis and all these under, other wonderful stars are going to be there to perform and, and read the show, plus some wonderful actors who are on the spectrum please don't miss that. But the whole reason why they're doing it is because they're raising money for the Ed Asner Family Center for scholarships for people to be able to take classes, whether it's in person or online. It's a wonderful, wonderful place, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it is like a second home to our family and many other families. So please purchase your tickets. Go to the Ed Asner Family Center. It's edasnerfamilycenter.org. Click on the button to purchase a ticket for yourself or gift it to somebody. For $25, you'll gift somebody an amazing, amazing event that they couldn't otherwise go to. They're watching from home. Um, and that will make it possible for more people to take the wonderful arts classes that are available and for more families to get counseling quite honestly. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It is a wonderful life. It's a wonderful center. It all is uh, part of a huge memorial to the fabulous Ed Asner, who, you know, such a loss to all of us, but what a wonderful gift he was in so many of our lives. So tune in if you can. Uh, if you can't, get it for somebody else. We're totally out of time now. I, a happy Hanukkah to all of you. Day, night two tonight. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time. We will be back tomorrow with one of our best of interviews with Temple Brandon. And then on Wednesday, Dr. Doreen Grampache live. So don't miss that. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Happy Cyber Monday. Bye-bye.